0: We're about to begin, Be'ezus HaShem, um, Shir number 87 in the Svarim River of Rav and other Svarim regarding self-confidence and self-esteem. And one of the important concepts about developing self-esteem is to learn what you need to know. Because feeling self-confident is much e- easier when you have the knowledge. When you know the necessary facts and figures, you feel more self-assured. And it helps project that inner confidence, which you rightfully earned. This applies whether you learn a business. In the beginning, you may be not so confident. But as you learn on the job, you get more and more confident in your profession and what you're doing. Same thing with learning. Same thing with the managing of your house or with cooking or whatever you do. The more experienced and the more you're knowledgeable about it, the more, the more self-confident you, have, you are. Sometimes you could be honest with yourself. All the time you should be honest with yourself, but basically when you don't know something, you say to yourself like this, I don't know the answer to this yet, but I will learn and I will find out. It's easier to have self-confidence if you already know the information that's important to know, but you could also feel self-confident even if you're not knowledgeable yet about a certain topic and subject saying that I will learn it and I will master it and and to have the self-confidence to, to in your ability to do so. Sometimes people feel uncomfortable, they don't know what they think they should know, and they're embarrassed to say they don't know. Some people try to sound and act more knowledgeable than they actually are, and they guess answers or make up information because they lack the courage to say, I don't know something. And Rashi says a lot of times, I don't know. And 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 we're mashaber him for it. We need the self-confidence to sometimes say, I need to learn the answer, and I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you, and you learn it. So it's important to read the healthy, correct books and articles on topics that will have the most impact on your life. Remember that, unfortunately, a lot of newspapers and radio and media have information that are either detrimental completely or not important at all. And and the idea is is you try to choose and figure out Areas in life where the information, the books, the things you listen to are helpful to you, helpful to other people, that will be able to gain this knowledge. And the key really is, you know, you think the highest priority is to go to school and earn a degree or whatever it is, but the key is is to focus on the main issue in life. Thomas Edison, for example, had only three months of formal education. He dropped out of elementary school at a very young age, and but he did know how to acquire whatever knowledge and information he needed in order to invent what he did. So the question is, you ask yourself, what is important for me to know? And you work, work, work with that. There are many people, he gives an anecdote here, someone um, that didn't do well at school, managed to graduate high school, but couldn't spell well, lacked much of the information that most people had, but he did very, very well in business and he sold high profit items. And he was a person of integrity, and his honesty and his generosity earned him a reputation of respect to everyone who knew him. So he asked him, how did your lack of success in school impact your self-confidence? And he laughed it off. He said, I realized early in life that it was much more important for me to be skilled at selling ...than it was to amass a lot of boring details about things I'm not interested in at all. Now, I I was respectful to my parents... ...and knew how to win friends and influence people... ...but the practical knowledge that I knew enabled me to live a wonderful life. I have other friends that spend years and years working on gaining degrees and diplomas... ...but they weren't as knowledgeable as I was in how to earn money in what I'm doing. I'm much more self-confident about how to live a great life than they are with all their degrees. And I use my money wisely... And I feel a sense, great sense of accomplishment in helping so many people in so many ways. And I'm self-confident about myself. And I felt that way as a child. And um, it's easy to maintain that quality now. Now, even for all of you that have difficulty with this, but nevertheless, one needs to know that they have the ability to overcome it. One of the biggest effects of this is is to give yourself permission to fail. One person once said that failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, and this time more intelligently. So failure is not failure. So you have I'm going to give us a couple of examples of famous people um, that had ten, tremendous amount of failure before they started. The baseball play, player Babe Ruth, 1923, set the home run record for the season, but he also set the record for the most strikeouts. Michael Jordan which, in my opinion, many others is one is the best basketball player in the NBA ever. He was cut from his high school basketball team. Oprah Winf- Winfrey, very popular, in 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 number one show of, of a talk show or whatever it is, and she was fired from her first TV reporting job. She was told that she's not cut out for television since she's too emotional. Now, Walt Disney, now he was a controversial figure. These days, they're terribly woke and crum The whole Disney thing is, is off the wall. Walt Disney himself was a complex figure. But the bottom line is he created a whole, um, you know, with the cartoons and everything he did. He was fired at the age of 22 from a newspaper because he was not considered creative enough. <laughs> the Beatles, which is a famous band, a rock band was rejected by 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 record companies in the early stages abraham lincoln had a succession of failures he lost his family farm he was demoted from a captain to a private in the army he failed as a storekeeper he lost multiple bids for congress and the senate and vice presidency before he became the president of the united states during the civil war a billionaire Uh, Richard Bronson, he was the founder of Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines. He lost millions and even billions of dollars in failed business ventures, including Virgin Cola, Virgin Cars, Virgin Digital, which is music downloads, Virgin Brides, which is for wedding boutiques. And Thomas Edison was fired from his first two jobs and tried 1,000 ways to make a light bulb before he finally succeeded. So many of us are afraid of failure. And... This explains why many successful p- people have have failed. But the failures does not mean that they're not going to c- c- succeed later. But if you don't try, you're not going to succeed. So all too often, we're so afraid of failing that we never give ourselves the chance to succeed and learn from those errors. So even when you are quote-unquote failing from the f- fact that you're learning from those errors, you're not at some be- failing. You're actually learning an experience and you're gaining and that's a success. We explained, we touched upon it last year. Perfectionism is, and perfectionists are terrible at trying to avoid failure at all costs. At all cost. But when we try to avoid failure like a plague, we also avoid the potential to build on that failures and succeed. So the issue is not really whether you fail, but how you respond to those failures. What did you learn from to grow? And you think of people in your life. And you realize, that's just one thing Rav said with some of the ways of some um, biographies of G'dayle Yisrael, which discourage people, because it seems like from the time they were two years old, they already knew how to say full brachas, and tilos yadayim and so on and so forth. And then when they were eight years old, they knew they knew Shisha Sidre Mishnah already, and by 11 years old, they knew whole Shas, and so on and so forth. There may have been G'daylem like that. But there are many that most, that went through many bumps in the road before becoming who they were becoming. In the Kolkis V'Hafetz Chaim it's brought down that his son wrote that, it, that there was a full year where the Chavitz Chaim, he overstrained himself in learning in his early 20s, and he couldn't learn for almost a full year. So there's failures, quote-unquote, in even great people's lives. When you think of people and who you admire is a person who failed at something, acknowledges it, but was resilient enough to forge ahead and pave a way to success. What did you learn from that? To admire their resilience, not focus on the failures, but their resilience. And when we are perfectionists, we are our own worst critics. And that's very important. So when you write down, for example, your failures, your setbacks, your mistakes, and how they affected you, they affected your life, then what you need to do is take a close look at that and realize to view it differently. Look in the mirror and say to yourself, give yourself words of comfort. Say, okay, I can learn from all of this. There's a good point to all of this. Talk to yourself like you're your best friend. That doesn't mean you whitewash things that you have to make a cheshbon and nefesh for. But you build yourself up. Remind yourself that you're no less worthy than anyone else. And you affirm yourself and you support yourself. I deserve a good day. I'm proud of who I am. I'm a son of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm a daughter of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And build yourself up instead of beating yourself up. And not to have your mistakes when you look at it that it's a life sentence that you're a failure. No such thing. You deserve a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and so on and so forth as long as you keep on learning from those mistakes and you grow from it. So the idea is to realize this, that you, HaKadosh Baruch who made you, you're the gatekeeper of your own thoughts. You're the gatekeeper of your own feelings. No one can control them without your own permission. And you give yourself that permission. You give yourself that permission to think in affirming way positive things in your thoughts and your feelings about yourself how to build yourself up or relabel them like we talked about a little bit in last year if you have negative labels you put on the left side for example you put on the left side what you're thinking I'm too sensitive for an example or I'm too lazy as an example which you could that could damage your self-confidence now listen carefully again there's this, you have to Have these two opposite concepts in your mind. So, the fact that you have a laziness in you, or you may be too sensitive, there's a part of your brain that tells you, Okay, I have a little bit of this problem, and I'm acknowledging it, and I'm going to try to work on fixing it. You don't whitewash it completely. But then, the other side of your brain, the most of it, you say, With that, I'm going to reframe this. So, for example, Instead of saying you're lazy, reframe it. On the left, left side you write, I'm lazy. That's what your initial thought is. On the right side you say, I have a hard time getting motivated. And then you work on things how to get yourself motivated. Or, for example, if on the left side you wrote what you're feeling, I'm too sensitive. On the right side you write something different. I, t- I tend to take things personally. And then you work on how I take these things less personally. So when you physically relabel your thoughts, sometimes you need stickers, you use labels, you use index cards, you write these affirming notes, and you read it over and over again, and you replace the negative labels with these more positive thoughts. So you're not whitewashing. When a person is saying, instead of, I'm a lazy bum, you're saying, I have a hard time getting motivated, I'm having some difficulty getting motivated. That lushan is a whole different ma- mindset. It's not just words. It changes your thinking, your thought process. I am not a lazy person, Be'etzim. I am just acting that way right now. And don't use the word lazy. I'm getting having a hard time getting motivated. What can I do? What tools can I use to get myself more motivated? Too sensitive? That labels you in a negative light, that that's Be'etzim who you are. No. Yes, I do tend to take things person more personally. What can I do to try to take things less personally? And then we want to explain in the in this piece of Mishvili Nevra brought down from the Tzaddik of Rav Tzaddik Hakoyen, in regard to this helping with your self-esteem is to acknowledge that you only you have unique abilities and talents that no one else has, that you're needed for, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu needs you for, that the world needs you for. So he says as follows, Al-Kain Umru, therefore the Chazal said, Kol echad ve echad chayev loymar, nivra oylem. Every individual is responsible needs to say that for me the world was created. Emes kol yis- echad mi yisrael nivra. You, because it, it was created for you. It says in Brachas, you are connected the whole world. And the whole world was created because of this, and to connect Hashem through this. That's through every single individual, including you. And read this line again and again and again. Ki kol echad hu Every individual is medugal, is of He's distinct, omenusa, and he is elevated by something that's unique to himself that no one else could accomplish. The whole world is because of him. The world needs you. We, the world needs you. And then the next piece, which I'm not going to do the whole thing, but this is the Yisrael from Rizim, is the one who says this piece that we you see over here afterwards, that a person needs to say, I'm a Kadesh. Now, even if right now you're not acting that way yet, okay? But this is one way also to deflect the Yitzhahara. Over time, this does work. This is a tremendous way to help when you have Nisioinites, when you have tests in areas of Kedusha, when you have tests in areas where the Yetzihar is really strong. And the way you combat it is by saying, I am holy. Kikodesh Ani, I am holy. Right? So, even so, 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 I am a worthy person. I'm not Roy. Right. I'm a son of a king. I'm a daughter of a king. I'm, I'm above this. My behavior should be above this. And you build yourself up by doing that, and that tremendously helps you um, with growing in your healthy self-confidence to stay away from negative aspects in your life. So remember, in order to have self-confidence, you learn to need what you know. Admit right now you don't know it yet if you don't. And just say, I'm willing to learn and grow from it. And we talked about how failures, shouldn't look at it as failures, but opportunity for growth. Give yourself permission to do that failure. Failure is simply an opportunity to begin again and this time more intelligently. The reframing from negative thoughts to positive thoughts. The idea of relabeling your thoughts and realizing you're a gatekeeper of your own thoughts and feelings. That you yourself is the only one that can give permission to affect you. And the idea, what we just learned, that everyone has a unique mission in life that only they could accomplish and no one else